Good morning, family. Thank you for joining us. If your spirit's hungry and thirsty, you've come to the right place. We're about to feast in the Lord's presence. Today, we share communion together as we remember Christ's body broken for us and blood shed for us. If you don't have your elements ready, please prepare them during the worship. But right now, let's praise our Father in heaven who loved us so much that he gave his one and only son that we could become his sons and daughters in his kingdom. and all that's above Praise Him, you angels and heavenly hosts Let the whole earth praise Him Praise Him, the sun, moon and bright shining stars Praise Him, you heavens and waters and skies Let the
Sometimes it feels like a struggle Sometimes it feels like a fight It feels like a losing battle But I know I've got a warrior inside His name is Jesus us more than conquerors. His name is Jesus, the King that frees us. He makes us more than conquerors. And there will come a day, He will come back for us. He will reign victorious, and we will rise with Him. But until that day,
Fire. 
Lord, I thank you that you are fighting for us, that you are fighting every battle with us, Lord, that you are the captain of the, of the armies of the Lord and that you are standing with us in every challenge that we face. And so we just worship you, we lift you up, we exalt your name and we declare today that you are good and that you are the highest authority and that we find our peace and our security in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a joy to be with you today. And uh, right now we want to worship the Lord by giving our offerings and uh, paying our tithes. So won't you get that ready and just follow the prompts on the screen as they always appear and give as the Lord has uh, unctioned you and led you to give uh, out of his faithfulness towards you. And uh, while you're giving, also please make sure that you've got your elements ready because we're going to go into communion just after the giving. Thank you for your giving. Well, as I said, we're having communion today, and it's such a privilege and a joy for us to gather around the table of the Lord, especially in this time as we're starting to think of Easter that's coming, and we're going to have a special time together over Easter. But today we want to remember, as the Lord Jesus said, that He died for us, that He came, He lived among us, and He gave His life so that you and I could be forgiven. And that's why we have the elements. And the first of the elements, as you know, is the bread. And the bread for us symbolizes the body of the Lord Jesus that was given so that we could partake His body. It's by His body that our brokenness is made whole, that we are restored. And we today are His body as the church with Him as the head and we are the body. And that was made possible because Jesus gave His body. So won't you get the bread ready, the element of the bread, um, and break it, share it with one another, or if you're on your own, share it with me today. And uh, let's partake of the bread. Thank you, Lord, for your body that was given so that we could be made whole and we could become part of your body in Jesus' name. Let's partake. Are you ready? Can we do the element of the wine? The wine symbolizes for us the body of the Lord, the blood of the Lord Jesus that was poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. Scripture says that we were covered in our sin. Our hearts were filthy with sin. But the Lord came and washed it clean and purified us by the blood of Jesus, the blood of the covenant that we are now restored, that God is our God and we are his people. So thank you, Lord, for the, the blood that was poured out and for this, this fruit of grape juice fruit that we could drink today and that symbolizes for us the blood of Jesus that was poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. So won't you partake in the Thank you. I trust that as you were sharing the elements today, that you experienced the presence of the Lord with you. We are thankful for the relaxation of some of the restrictions around our gatherings as churches. And uh, we believe this gives us an ideal opportunity to begin to gather, particularly in our smaller groups. And uh, we want to encourage you as community groups, why don't you begin to join together? And uh, even if you gather around a service and uh, have a watch party, as we may call it, and join a service together or in friendship groups or any other groups, prayer groups, any groups that you have, let's begin to gather together and be a community and express our sense of community by gathering around our services and watching the services together. Uh, we're also going to be from the 14th hosting watch parties at the church and if you want to come and meet with one another and uh, fellowship with each other and and join a service together that will be broadcast um, in in one of our venues then uh, from the 14th you can do that some of our pastoral team will be there and they will host you for a service you'll need to to book online for a service and um, and, and then we can see how many venues we need but if you want to do that you can come to the church but it's also great if you gather as as friends within each other's home or other places that you can and watch the service together and invite friends to come and join you and, and have fellowship and, and worship with us and share the word with us. So we're looking forward to that. So as I said, from the 14th, we'll be having watch parties at the church, uh, but you, you can start anytime now with inviting people to your homes and enjoy watching the services together um, and, and sharing in fellowship in that way. 
Well, I'm thankful to be sharing with you today again and continuing on with our series uh, on Move with God. And today we're talking about Moved to be Courageous. But as I begin to share about that, I want to welcome our viewers from all over the world that are participating in our services. It's been amazing to hear from so many that are watching it literally across the globe. And, and our top 10 list of nations that are participating in our services are obviously South Africa first. And then U the USA, the UK, Russia, Ukraine, Zimbabwe, Canada, Australia, the Comores, and India are places where people are, are, a number of people are watching our services. And last week we had a fantastic message on, on one of our platforms from, from Kay and her family that's watching from Norway and just recently joined our services and, and started attending Hatfield online from Norway and really enjoying the services, meaning so much to them. So it's so great. If you're watching from any other part of the world, won't you just in the comment section drop a, a little just where you're watching and it'll be so great to just know you there and to in, connect with you in that way. Also, we've got many people from across South Africa watching. Uh, and uh, Gauteng, obviously, is the place where the most people are watching. But then the Eastern Cape. Shout out to the Eastern Cape. Won't you, if you're in the Eastern Cape, or uh, just tell us where you're watching the service from. The Free State is the third highest viewership province in our, in our nation. Um, so if you're in the Free State, well done. Thank you for joining us. Or any other province, any part of the nation, again, just drop a comment and tell us you're there. It'll be so great to just know about you and just you know, feel connected to you in some way. So as I come to our message today, moved to be courageous. Um, there's a little video clip that I want to show you. It's from the Rocky Balboa movie where Rocky, played by Sylvester Stallone, gives his son a speech. His son that is a little upset about their relationships and things that didn't work out for him in life. And um, he's actually blaming his father for some of it. And um, there's this amazing moment where, where he now speaks to him and tries to encourage him to take ownership of his life and also to keep moving forward. So I want, to watch, I want you to watch the clip right now, and uh, then I'm just going to make a comment or two about it afterwards. So here we go. Here's the clip. You ain't going to believe this. Well, you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up. They say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what, no matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. part that I really 
love that he spoke about and which really grabbed me. And it's actually the part I want you to notice this morning for the, that'll help me in my message. It's where he says, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And it made me think as I saw this clip the other day, sort of by accident, I, I just saw it somewhere. And it made me think of our theme for this year, that we, where we started the year and we said, moving forward in 2020. And, and this idea of keeping momentum, keeping moving forward, despite all the opposition, despite everything that's coming against us. And, and I don't know what you are feeling right now. What's coming against you? What, what is trying to break your momentum? What's trying to keep you from moving forward? To, what is trying to discourage you, to, to make you feel that, like you just want to give up, like you feel overwhelmed? I want to encourage you today. Keep moving forward. It's not you know, none of us has all the strength we need. We all will reach points where stuff comes against us and we think it's too much. But like he says, you know, just keep moving forward. Take what comes at you, but don't let it stop you from keeping moving forward. And, and right now, I wonder if you are feeling discouraged, if I can pray for you. If you're feeling like you, 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 you're overwhelmed and you don't know how, and, and you feel like you want to give up, can I pray with you? So if you feel like right now, you want me to pray for you, include you in a prayer. Uh, just open your heart and just, just be with me in this moment. And let's, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for every person that right now may feel discouraged, may feel like life's throwing too much at them and they, and they don't have what it takes. I pray for them today in the name of Jesus, that by the Spirit of God you will strengthen them. I pray that a courage will arise within them to keep moving forward, to not give up, to not give in. Thank you, Lord, that your word says if we ask you for wisdom, you will give it to us. And we pray for wisdom today. We ask you, I pray for everybody joining me on this service. I pray for wisdom and I pray for courage and for strength for them to keep moving forward. Because if we keep moving forward, Lord, you will guide us to the places that you have prepared for us. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I don't think I have to tell you that in these days that we are living in, you need courage to live and to live well. To live our faith takes courage. And that's been the truth of every generation that has always faced some form of opposition. But we're living in these days and we're facing the challenges that you and I are facing in life and how to live our lives and how to live our lives right and live our lives for the gospel. Because remember, as we talk about move with God, the idea of this series is we want to see the gospel advance in our time. And so we want to respond to the Lord. And as he moves, we want to be moved by him to move with him so that we can move the things of the world. Remember a couple of weeks I said, ago, I said to you that you're either changing the world or you're being changed by the world. We want to be those change agents in this time that are seeing the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. And therefore, we, we, we need to lean forward and press against the tide and the current of this world. And that takes courage. Um, I'm sure you've heard this little saying that was that's accredited to a, a guy by the name of John B. Putnam. He was a lieutenant in the United States Air Force that um, was really well known for his bravery. And uh, he had an amazing military record in the Second World War. He died while in service in his country when his plane crashed on the 9th of July, 1944. He was 23 years old. And he said this, this is a credit to, to him. Courage is not the lack of fear, but the ability to face it. It's not the lack of fear. You know, when difficult things come against us, when we feel threatened, there's fear that arises in us. And, and there's a response that comes from us. And, and we want to shrink back, you know, the flight or fright uh, uh, response. And we want to we draw away from what frightens us. And he says, while that's natural in certain situations, you have to have courage to stand up in the midst of fear, to overcome your fear, to act and to move despite your fear. And, and remember, the enemy is a master of bringing fear into our lives. He, one of the ways that he gets us to not fulfill God's plans for our lives, to not step into the promises of God, and to not step into life and life in abundance, is he threatens us and he brings fear against us. So that by fear, we will shrink back. So as a believer, we need courage. We need courage to lay hold of what God has planned and purposed for us. And we need courage to, to be those that spread the gospel, that stand for the truth in their time. And 
even in these days, as you and I are living in, the truth is under attack. The truth of God, the truth, the, the, the kingdom of God principles and the laws of God are consistently under attack. And it requires people in these days to be those that stand up like Stephen did in his day. And uh, in Acts 6, we read the story, and we've referenced it a couple of times, but I want to read it with you, just a couple of the verses from Acts 6, verse 8 to 11, where, where Luke records for us a turning point in the life of the church, where the, the, the oppression that was sort of simmering uh, and, and under the surface burst forth into the open, and it became the, the moment where the full-blooded, revenge and, and, and oppression of the church and persecution of God's people began. And this is recorded in Acts 6 verse 8. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great signs and wonders among the people. Remember, he was chosen as one of the deacons. What an amazing thing to say about him. One would think that this would mean that everybody would love him and be so amazed at what God's doing in his life. But the scripture says in verse 9, opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freed men, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Cilicia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit of God gave him as he spoke. So they're having arguments with him about obviously the Messiah, the, 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 the Lordship of Jesus. Is Jesus really the Messiah? And, and as they were arguing with him, they couldn't beat him in, their, in, 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 in wisdom. They couldn't convince him differently. They couldn't you know, have any argument that stood up against Stephen. And uh, so then they did what so often happens. When, when people don't, can't win an argument, they begin to do something that is on the sly. You know, and they begin to cheat. And they begin to, uh, to, to make ways so that their, their, their point can be protected. And... Because lots of people aren't really looking for the truth. And even today, we mustn't think that people are always looking for the truth. Sometimes we can think, if people will just know the truth, then they will choose it. It's not the case. A lot of time, people will not choose the truth because they're comfortable with their truth. They're comfortable with what they live in and how they've constructed their lives and what their belief system allows them to do. And they don't want the truth. And these people were similar. They, they didn't want the truth. So then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. So they started to pay bribes to get false witnesses against Stephen. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against the holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this... Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the custom of Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Amazing that as they were throwing their, their accusations, their lies at him, he was just standing there, and the glory of God was beginning to appear on him because he was standing in the truth. But talk about a cancel culture, man. Talk about a, a, a time where people didn't want to really know the truth. They just wanted to maintain the status quo. They just wanted their truth. And so instead of hearing Stephen and instead of actually listening to him so that the truth could save them and set them free, they found ways to, to blame him, to accuse him so that they could ultimately cancel him. And I mean, in our cancel culture today, people lose their jobs, people get maligned on social media, people get, you know, people will get belittled, people will get, have horrible things said about them. But Stephen actually lost his life. But before he lost his life, you know how the story goes, he, he actually went into a long story about describing to them the history of what happened that brought them to this point, you know, how God walked with the nation of Israel. And then he said to them, but just like you killed the prophets, uh, that brought the message of God, you killed the Messiah. And at that point, that's when they became really angry with him, and he was stoned to death. And uh, what a horrible situation to happen. But we know that in that moment, Stephen was filled with courage because he stood up. He didn't back down. He didn't, he didn't give any, an inch to them. He kept on logically and with reason and with calmness explaining to them the truth because he had a commitment to what the truth was. But they didn't. They, they were all emotional and they were not following reason necessarily. They just wanted to make sure that nothing threatened them. And that's so similar today. 
Uh, I recently heard a, a, an actress speak that was cancelled from a show because she made a, a tweet that wasn't offensive really, it was a more conservative leaning tweet and because of that she was kicked off her show and in her uh, discussion she said how she was given a media trainer that came and helped her just to deal with social media during this controversy and the media trainer said to her the mistake you made was that these people were emotional and you tried to respond with logic. And she said, they don't respond to logic. They need you to respond emotionally. And, th and, and she said, but that's, that's ridiculous. Surely it's my right to bring logic into a situation and not let our feelings determinate everything because then we, what, where are we going to end up? And that's exactly what Stephen was facing here, isn't it? He was facing them with reason, explaining to them, but they were lying, they were cheating, they were trying to do everything to make sure that the way they want things to be done gets preserved. But in the midst of that, Stephen needed to stand for truth with courage. And in our day, we need to be people that are empowered by the Spirit to stand for truth with courage. Uh, Martin Luther said something once, and uh, a great quote. He said, if I profess with the loudest voice and clearest exposition every portion of the truth of God, excite, except precisely that little point which the world and the devil are at that moment attacking, I am not confessing Christ. However boldly I may be professing Christ. Where the battle rages, where the loyalty of the soldier is proved, and to be steady on all the battlefields besides is merely flight and disgrace if he flinches at that point. And we are all facing every day. We are facing these attacks against the truth. And we have to be people that have the, the wisdom and the courage on how to stand for the truth and how to help people see what is truth but when they don't want to see the truth to keep standing for the truth to keep proclaiming the truth i mean jesus did tell us that they will deliver us to tribulation and they will kill us after he left and we will be hated by all nations uh, even in acts and and, and paul writes and he says uh, and to timothy also um, that after his departure wolves will come on amongst them to scatter the sheep and to attack and to, and to bring false teachings. And, and that's a reality that was around in the first century church. And it's a reality that's around today. And um, while we preserve unity and we want to love everybody, there are points where we say, well, this is what I believe to be true. And we do it with all the grace, the kindness, the wisdom that we can. But often the world will not respond with kindness and grace. But will persecute, will come against us, will rail against us, will try and cancel us. So we need courage. Where do we get this courage from? Where do we draw from to get courage that helps us to stand against fear? And I want to quickly mention a couple of places from the scripture that tells us where our courage comes from. The first one is our source of courage is being forgiven. In Proverbs 28 verse 1 it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. When you and I know we are forgiven by God, that whenever we take a, a, a wrong view or a wrong action and we bring it to God and we, and we say, Lord, forgive me that the blood of Christ cleanses us, that gives us boldness, that gives us strength to stand up and say, I am forgiven, I'm in right standing with God. You, I may not be in right standing with other people that are against me, but I'm in right standing with God. And I draw courage from that, that God has forgiven me. What I get wrong, God has forgiven. And if He forgives me, then surely, you know, I can be wrong, but I can be forgiven. God forgives me. The second one is we trust God. In Psalm 31 verse 24, be strong and let your heart take courage. All you wait for the Lord. A source of courage in our life is our ability to wait on the Lord, to seek his face. I, I'm sure you've experienced it. When you're standing in a situation, you're confronted with something difficult and you have to bring correction to some lie or, or some action of somebody. And it's hard. And, and often I find myself in places like that and I pray through it and I read the scripture and I, I hear. When, but when I hear the Lord speak to me and I know what the Lord wants me to do, it's amazing the courage that comes with that. The strength, the, the grace that comes with that. To not only do it, but to do it in the right way. To bring truth to people. There's courage that comes from waiting on the Lord. We, another source of courage in our life is being filled with the Spirit. And we've seen that throughout the book of Acts already. 
Acts 4 verse 31. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I'm sure we've all experienced it, where sometimes we feel the Spirit leading us to speak to somebody, to share the gospel with them or to pray for them, and then we, we feel afraid and we don't want to do it. It's in that point where we can say, Holy Spirit, come, give me boldness, fill, it, fill me with courage, give me courage, Lord, to stand for truth. I ask for courage, Lord, and the Holy Spirit does that. He did it with Peter. He did it with the disciples of the time. He can certainly do it with us today as we stand for truth. The, the fourth one here is his presence. A source of courage in our lives is God's presence. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God has goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. This is the Israelites that where God says to them, this is where you will draw courage from. And certainly we can learn from that and say, we draw courage when we know God is with us. Remember when they were around Jericho and God said, God was with them. When Gideon's army, the 300, God was with them. David fighting and fleeing Saul, God was with him. And when we know God is with us, it gives us courage. It doesn't mean we won't feel the, the backlash of the world. I mean, the disciples were taken into prison. They were beaten. But there was a strength in them that because they had the courage of God. Again, think of Daniel and his friends in the lion's den and in the fiery furnace where they had courage and strength because they knew God was with them. And God was. Remember, when, the, when they looked through the fiery furnace into the furnace and they saw that, that there was an extra man there and, and it was God's presence in the form of an angel that came and was with, Daniel, with, with, with them in that place. God's presence is with us. The next one is a source of courage for us is His authority. God's authority gives us courage. 2 Chronicles 32 verse 7 to 8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because the king of Assyria, before the king of Assyria, and the vast army with him, for there is a greater one who is with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and fight our battles. God is the highest authority, not the authorities of this world, not the prince of, uh, and the powers that are in the air in this world that are ruling and principalities that are, that are governing over the, through their lies over certain parts of our society. They're not the highest authority. Our God is the highest authority. And if he is for us, who can be against us? And like God said it here in the Old Testament, he says to us today, don't be concerned at who's with them. Be concerned about who's with you. God is with us. And he is greater. His authority, his army, his strength is greater than any other. The second last one is prayer. We get courage in prayer. When we pray, Psalm 138 verse 3. David, in a difficult time, he, in, he says, On the day I called, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. God encourages us in prayer. When we come to Him and we tell Him our fear, when we pour out our, our concerns, our anxiety before Him, uh, uh, the things that we think is going to go wrong, what we're going to lose, the, perhaps the fear of our lives, God comes and He gives us power. It's the same as what happened with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he asked, and he didn't have the strength in himself at that point, in his humanity, to face the cross. But he prayed, and God strengthened him. So God will strengthen us. We must just not run away. We must just not shrink back and not want to face the fear. But if we come and we say, Lord, in my own strength, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. But I ask for your grace and your strength. He will help us in that moment. And then the last source of courage for us is other, uh, other fellow believers around us. In Psalm, Philippians sorry, 1 verse 14, it says, And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Because the fellow believers of the day saw how Paul was put in prison, but how the grace of God was on him and how he handled that, they were encouraged and strengthened to be able to do the same. Now, I cannot promise you that in every time we stand for the truth, it's going to come out as a great story and we're going to have some wonderful testimony to tell of it. Some of it will come out and, you know, and, and we'll be bullied and we'll be belittled and we'll be stood against and, and you know, people will dislike us and unfollow us and, and even say horrible things about us on Facebook and, uh, you know, uh, or, or, or any social media platforms or horrible things may happen to us. We may lose friendships. All of that may happen. But we stand in the grace of God by the courage of the Spirit. If we don't do it in our day, 
with love. I, I, and please, I'm not asking for us to be, to be haters, to be people that are mean to others, that bully people with because we have truth, to use truth to, as a stick to beat others. No, never. That's not the way of Christ. We serve with the truth. We bring the truth with compassion. We bring the truth in love. We bring the truth in grace. It's our responsibility to, to work so that the truth is understandable to others, that they can hear it, those that want to, that they can hear it, to keep at it, to keep at it. But there's no guarantee that it's, it's, it's not going to come back at us in a negative way. But that's why we need courage. And if we don't do that in our day, if we don't stand for truth in our day, then, you know, the darkness will win. That Jesus said, for you are the light of the world. We are the light. And we've got to live that light boldly and with courage. And uh, I want to encourage you today. And come stand with you before the Lord right now and say, Lord, give us the courage. I don't know where you are facing opposition at the moment. Where you are feeling pressure from people to compromise to not stand for truth, to, to just go along with, where, where, where you are causing problems or irritating somebody because of the truth that you believe, even though you're not trying to do that, even though you're not trying to be you know, judgmental or anywhere, in any way, but people feel, you know, because you're standing for truth. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for me. I want to pray for us as the body of Christ, that we will have wisdom and courage in these days, that we will... That we will proclaim the truth with courage. That we will not shrink back. So that like Stephen, our faces will be radiant with the glory of God. Because we stand in truth. We don't get emotional and become all upset about things. And I know many Christians are getting upset right now. And, and have different viewpoints about lockdown and restrictions. And get, can get very flustered and, and upset about it. I'm choosing not to do that. I'm choosing to say, Lord... Whatever context and environment I find myself in, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to love you. And I'm going to use every opportunity I can to speak the truth. So there's places where, where I speak truth to, to, to authorities in those places. But there's places where that is not appropriate either. And we can stand together and say, Lord, let us speak truth to our neighbors, to our friends, to our colleagues at work, to our family members. Not just by what we say, but what backed up by what we live. Give us the courage to do that. Give us the strength, the boldness. So if you want to join with me, I'm going to ask you, let's pray together and ask the Lord for courage today. Ask Him for, for that strength in our hearts and that conviction to speak when it's necessary as we are led by the Spirit and not to shrink back. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. That you are the source of our courage. That, that we fear as human beings. And it's part of our humanity. And we recognize that humanity. But we thank you that we can bring our fear to you. And we can submit it to you. And we can ask, Lord, that you will give us your grace and your strength. And that you will give us courage, Lord. And so that our fear will not rule our lives. But, but that your will will come to pass in our lives. And that our desire to love you, publicly love you and and, and live for you, Lord, will, will cause us to, to look for courage and to find courage, Father. I pray for every person right now that is experiencing some place where they are being marginalized, where they are being asked to, or told to just keep quiet, where they, where they are just being pushed aside or, or made to feel like they, they, they're judging others. Lord, I pray for wisdom, first of all, that they'll have the wisdom on what you are asking of them to do and how to do it in that situation. And then I pray for the courage, Lord. To, to step forward, to speak, to, to give, to do, to, to act according to the plans that you have for them in that situation. And I pray for your church, the church of the Lord Jesus in this time. Let us speak truth, Lord, in love. But help us to not shrink back, to be people of courage, to be people of boldness. That stands up in the midst of the noise and the clamor and the emotion of this world. That we can with calm and with peace and with grace stand up and say, but this is the truth. And that we can have reasonable, logical explanations and, and answers, Father. And I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your grace upon us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. And I pray that this week you will experience just a, 
a courage from the Lord come over you as you live your life and as you walk as a whole life disciple in every context where you are and that, that others will get to see the light of the kingdom through your life. Thank you for joining us and if you want to spend a moment of prayer with somebody, there's people available at the end of the service. Just look at the, uh, the prompts that will come up now and there's chat rooms that you can go into and people will pray with you or there's a way you can send an email and people will respond to you but it'll lovely to, it will be so great to connect with you so please make use of that and then also stay online there's some announcements at the end of the service and uh, won't you just pay attention to those uh, as relevant to each church so it's been a blessing to be with you today uh, may the Lord bless you Thanks, Pastor Louis, for that encouraging message. Family, clear your diaries because you're invited to our Art Center's first live online concert this Friday. Various musicians from our community, trained by our Art Center, will perform vibrant genres such as folk, Afro soul, R&B, and pop rock. Visit our Facebook page on screen right now for more information and the performing artists. Parents, are you looking for a school that teaches your children academics and how to be godly leaders? Birthed out of our church, Hatfield Christian School is committed to nurturing students spiritually, intellectually, physically, and socially. Find out more about our school while touring the premises at our open day next Saturday. Visit the school's website homepage and scroll down to our open day advert to register your attendance via Quicket. Family, we need your help. Our partner ministries need non-perishable food items to help families put food on the table. We know some of you are stretched too, but if you are able, how about donating one item of food or more to our warehouse this week? Tea, pasta, rice, packets of soup mix. Imagine the difference we can make if each of us brings just one thing. Drop your food and clothing donations off at our reception on weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Thank you for helping us make a difference across the street. May the Lord encourage you and bless you richly in this coming week to be a blessing. Bye.